You're listening to Inside Out. Inside Out with Tim Gilligan is a podcast providing weekly biblical insight to encourage you on your walk with God. What you do day by day takes you to your future. And most of the time, the greatest fruit in your life is cultivated through the small spiritual disciplines you exercise on a consistent basis. This podcast is meant to help you live a life that is happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. And now, let's get ready for Pastor Tim. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to Inside Out. This is a weekly podcast uh, just to help you to learn how to live from the inside out. That is the way that God has divinely and beautifully designed us to live uh, instead of the way a lot of us live, which is from the outside in. And when you live from the outside in, um, I tell you what, there's just so much pollution and encroachment that happens in your soul. Um, it drains and covers your peace, your joy, your confidence, your clarity. And really, God has designed us to live exactly the other way, which is from the inside out. And that's the whole goal, is to keep looking at that, to keep reminding ourselves of that, and uh, to stay encouraged. And so I pray that uh, today will encourage you. We're going to talk about heaven today, and we did that in the last couple of episodes. And uh, Scripture really, really points us to keep your mind on heaven. So uh, let's let's just dive right in. Um, first of all, a huge thought, a sobering thought Everybody spends forever somewhere. Think about that. Everybody spends forever somewhere. And there's only two possible destinations, heaven and hell. Now, our culture today uh, doesn't want to think about either of those, so uh, they kind of draft and come up with uh, a lot of variations, commercialize heaven and hell, cartoonize heaven and hell, and... um, you know, really kind of dumbed down and watered down um, the ultimate realities that there's only two destinations for eternity, heaven and hell. Well, our focus as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus, our focus is heaven. And because of what Jesus has done for us, his redemptive work on the cross, God sending his son, lived a perfect life, taught the greatest teachings ever uttered on this planet— and then became the sacrificial lamb, uh, the supreme sacrifice of giving his life on the cross for our sins. The Bible says he even became sin for us. He took it on himself and nailed all of our sins. As the book of Colossians says, the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. That's all the charges, all the failures, all the sin of our life. He took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So he took it out of the way. That was what was blocking our relationship um, with God. Then he, as he died three days later, he rose again from the dead, uh, lived on the earth in bodily form another 40 days, teaching his followers the, the great truths, answering the questions, connecting the dots regarding the kingdom. And then he ascended into heaven, sending the Holy Spirit for us. Now, that is the gospel. And what we need to realize is that because of what Jesus has done for us, we now have a choice in our eternity between heaven and hell. And so it is by accepting Jesus, uh, believing and accepting that what he did was true and what he did was enough, and who he is as God's Son, our Savior, 
Um, when we accept and receive him, John 1.12 says that then we have been given the right, the power, the privilege to become the children of God, the sons and daughters of God. Now, what does that mean? That means your sins are forgiven, you have help in this life, and here it is, and you have a home in heaven forever. So everybody spends forever somewhere. And by accepting Jesus, when you do that also, he controls what is called the Lamb's Book of Life, and then your name is written in that book. And that is the criteria. That is the passport to be able to enter into heaven. And so now, because of what Jesus has done, we have the choice to accept him, to believe upon him, receive that forgiveness of sins, and ultimately help in this life and a home in heaven forever. That's beautiful. Now, the Bible tells us to think and talk about heaven. And as we think and talk about heaven, um, we just can't fully describe it. You know, it's like somebody takes a trip and they tell you about it. They show you pictures. When I was a kid, uh, you know, you had slideshows. They would show you, here's our trip to the Holy Land, and you could, you know, see those pictures. Um, but those pictures can't fully describe it. And, and when we get to, uh, you've got to go to it. You've got to, you've got to go see it. Well, the same is true of heaven. You can't fully describe it. And Scripture actually reveals that human words can't contain uh, you know what is heard and said, uh, and, and what heaven is really like. What you have to see it. So, the fact that words don't fully describe it is true of heaven. It's also true of hell. Our focus, our goal, of course, is heaven. But let's quickly take a look at hell. The New Testament description of hell is actually the mercy of God because it it is a warning that you don't want to go there because the descriptions of hell should shock us, appall us, strike us. It's like a warning. Stop. Do not proceed. Hell is worse than anything we could ever conceive, but heaven is better than anything we could ever dream. Here's one other common truth of hell and heaven. They're both eternal. They're both unending. Well, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul writes, and he says, since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights, this is in the New Living Translation, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. And then it says, think about the things of heaven. Hear that again. Think about the things of heaven. The previous verse, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Think about the things of heaven, not the things on earth. Uh, Max Lucado, in, in his writing, he said, we are to seek heaven the way a sailor seeks the coast or a pilot seeks the runway. Head for home the way a pigeon wings to the nest. And scripture actually gives us an imperative here. It's a command that we set our sights on, that we seek after, that we look at uh, heaven. Think about the things of heaven. In Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 2 in the New King James Version, it says, set your mind on things above, not on the things on earth. Now, it is not saying to ignore and not pay attention to the things on earth. This is not some scriptural pass, you know, for you to be a slacker and not take care of your stuff and, you know, not be responsible. That's not at all what it's saying. It is not saying to ignore and not pay attention to the things on earth. It is saying 
to stop staring, stop fixating, stop being so distracted and preoccupied with what's going on here. You know, the old saying was, you can be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Well, the opposite is true. You can be so earthly minded, you're no heavenly good. And let's take it further. You could be so earthly minded, you're no earthly good. So we've got to stop being so fixated on all the stuff and trinkets and problems and um, you know all the things that are happening on this earth um, that they just preoccupy us. That we're we're just so distracted, obsessed with what's going on here. He's saying, raise your sights, start to look to heaven, start to set your mind on the things that are above the realities of heaven, and then don't just settle and surrender in. Uh, surrender to just, well, here we are, and get too comfortable and just blend in. John, excuse me, John Eldridge, great author, uh, Christian writer, writes in his uh, book, The Journey of Desire. He shares a story about a sea lion, and he said, once upon a time, there lived a sea lion who had lost the sea. He lived in a country known as the Barren Lands, high on a plateau, far from any coast. It was a place so dry and dusty that it could only be called a desert. A kind of coarse grass grew in patches here and there, and a few trees were scattered across the horizon, but mostly it was dust. And sometimes wind, which together makes one very thirsty. Of course, it must seem strange to you that such a beautiful sea creature should wind up in a desert at all. He was, mind you, a sea lion. But things like this do happen. How the sea lion came to the barren lands, no one can remember. It all seemed so very long ago. So long, in fact, it appears it appeared as though he had always been there. Not that he belonged in such an arid place. How could that be? He was, after all, a sea lion But as you know, once you've lived so long in a certain spot, no matter how odd, you come to think of it as home. Now, in this story, you and I as Christians are the sea lion, and we've got to be careful. This is not our home. This is not our permanent home. Uh, There's a tortoise in this story, too, and he keeps telling the sea lion, well, maybe this is the sea. Uh, Maybe you should just learn to be happy here. And we've got to be careful that we don't just settle in and surrender here. We are citizens of heaven. The scripture says in in Philippians 3, our citizenship is in heaven. Hebrews chapter 13 says, for this world is not our permanent home. We're looking forward to a home yet to come. In Ecclesiastes, it said, God has written, he has set eternity in the human heart. In other words, God has placed an awareness in us that there is something more than this transient world. Listen, my friends, if you are a Christian, if you're a believer in Jesus, you are heaven-bound, you are heaven-helped. This world is not our home, and we need to obey the scriptural imperative. It's going to help your life in so many ways, because the more heavenly-minded you are, the more earthly good you will be, and the more peace and joy you're going to have. So from the inside out, set your sights on the things that are above. Set your mind on the realities of heaven. It's going to help you day in and day out and forever. Well, we're going to continue on this just a little bit in the next episode, but I pray that today you'd realize this is not all there is, and this is not your permanent home. Your citizenship is in heaven. Set your mind on the things above because you are heaven-bound and you are heaven-helped. 
Well, thank you again for joining me for Inside Out, and I pray that this encourages you. And could I encourage you to uh, reach out, maybe share the whole idea of Inside Out, this podcast, with maybe some of your family and friends. I think it will help them as well. Until the next time, have a great week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Inside Out. If this content has been helpful to you, it would mean a lot if you'd leave a review or share this with others on social media. For more teachings and resources, you can visit Meadowbrook Church online at mbcocala.com. And if you have any questions for the podcast, you can send an email to podcast at mbcocala.org. That's all for today. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Out with Tim Gilligan.